Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to 15 Good Minutes. It's your guy, Coach B, and I'm here with Freddie. How are we today, sir? I'm well, are you? How's everybody? Doing good. Doing good. We um, we actually had a text from JR a minute ago. I think he's asleep. So that's a, that's a good sign. I mean, it means that he's back home. He may be one week closer to coming back to the show, Freddie. I don't know. He's like, sorry, guys. I was asleep. So he basically missed the taping time, but... <clears throat> He may be well on his way back, you know, fingers crossed. We may find out next week. Get your rest, brother. Get your rest. Get your rest. Um, going to talk about two things today, man. And uh, I want to try to get your opinion on what you think about this whole, and I'll say controversy because, I, you know, that's the way I'm viewing it with, with the, the live golf thing. Um, oh. our, our good friends over at uh, – Golf DMV podcast, they, they, they tabled this topic on their pod last week, but our audience isn't a golf audience per se. And, and I like to know what your thoughts are on it. And, and in essence, at a really high level, um, Live Golf is backed by Saudi Arabian government. And there's been some controversy initially when Phil Mickelson went over because he basically had kind of talked out of both sides of his, of his, of his face in that. And I'm going to read you a quote, Freddie first, his original statement when he first talked about Saudi Arabia was, and I'm quoting the Saudis are scary to get involved with. We know that they killed Khashoggi. We're talking about the Washington post reporter, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, who was murdered in 2018, Lord Dare murdered. That was endorsed by the, one of their princes. And then Mickelson continued, they have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people even for being gay. Then he turns around once they offer him the check and, and he bolts. So let, let me take a take a pause there and turn it over to you. Um, what do you know about Live Golf and what are your, your immediate thoughts on it? Well, in regards to Live Golf, I know about it pretty much everything that you, you, you just, you just recited. And it, it, it shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, you know, with Phil Mickelson and, and, and what have you. But also I think I was watching a show this week. I think it was ESP last week, rather, you know, ESPN first take, they were talking about it. Yeah. And they were basically saying something to the extent that, you know, Phil Mickelson and, and the other golfers that, that are going over, they're using that they live golf as a negotiating tool to get what they want from the PGA. So wh whatever that meant, that may be, I, I, I don't know what it, what it actually is, but in the event, if that is what they're using to, to go to the negotiating table with the PGA to get whatever it is they want, I have no problem with it. Um, not to mention if you're going to get the bag on it also, you know, I, I have no problem with that. Phil Milkinson, do you really give a damn if they had him killed? No, you didn't know him. Do you really care about, you know, their human rights, you know, and how they treat their citizens? You really don't. You know, the only reason why you're dealing with them or going over in Saudi Arabia, wherever this tournament is going to be held at or, or being sponsored by for that matter is because they're paying you. I think it's a win-win for the golfers. It's a win-win for the fans. It's a win-win for the sponsors of that particular tournament. Um, let's, I, me personally, I wouldn't want to turn that into 
a political battle. I would have more respect, not just for him, but all of them, if they just said that. I think it's bullshit when they come out and try to take all these different stances. I do think it's sport washing. When you talk about who it benefits, I think it benefits Saudi Arabia. I think they're trying to clean up their image. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, you can't begrudge a person for going to try to get paid. But if that person is going to get paid and they know this, when you're talking to me anyway, as just a generic sports fan, don't 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 blow smoke. Just say what the real truth of the matter is. Then you have some guys like Rory McIlroy this week. He called out some of the I'm going to call them bottom feeder guys. So, number one, this isn't about tournament style play. They're basically saying, come play in our league, of which only one match is in Saudi Arabia and everybody's going to get paid. They don't care whether you win or lose. They're paying everybody and writing contracts. So consequently, you know, it, it, it's it's really about them, them being, in my opinion, my opinion, about Saudi Arabia trying to help clean up their image because they need those high-end American athletes, golfers, to be affiliated with them. And right. now, based on what Rory was talking about a few days ago, now guys who can't even make the cut on tour here are bolting over there. So just say, I'm going for the bag. Just say I'm going to get paid. Say, oh, I know they do some horrific shit politically and I'm trying to stay out of it. But understand, you know, the, the, the traditional thing like you hear from athletes all the time, I just got to take care of my family. You know, OK, great. Go do that. But don't try to sugarcoat it or or, you know, sweep it under the rug, as it were, you know. And, and that's that's the only problem I have with it. The PGA has already taken action to suspend any player. Who goes there? The others are still, I think they're kind of waiting, like USGA and a couple others are waiting. But the PGA is basically saying, you know, um, they're not on board with it. I don't think it's over, Freddie. I just was kind of curious to see, you know, what your thought was. When I listened to the guys on Golf DMV, I think I think the general tenor was, you got a chance to get paid, go get paid. That I'm just saying, let's call it that off the top, you know, because sports washing is not new. We saw it. I mean, why do you think so many Russian athletes have been banned since they since they invaded Ukraine? You know, um, and and the timing of them invading Ukraine. Oh, just happened to be after the Olympics. You know why? Because the Olympic Committee worldwide would not have let them compete. Right. And it turns out that the the but the figure skater, she ended up winning gold. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't even have been in the competition. Uh, I had an interesting chat with with Vern about it, and he seems to think that the Saudis are basically front loading right now meaning at some point freddie if fans don't watch and they don't get tv support it's just going to be some cats playing for money and nothing is going to happen right that won't change here in the u.s but perhaps the pga to your point which you said earlier i think there's some validity in that i don't personally think that they're going over there to try to get a better bargaining position but i do think that will be the end result the pga will start paying more in their tournaments as probably will the usga you got guys now who can't make the cut in the U.S. Open. They go over there now and they're getting paid $7, 8000000 million. If they can't make the cut here, what, what golf fan is going to be watching them anyway? If you watch a sport for competition or to see the best play against the best, you got some cats who are on the senior tour now, like Phil, and you got these young guys in there who can't make the cut. I think DJ um, is, is the only one who is a legitimate in the prime of his career golfer who went there and surprised people. And now others are going. So I, I think it'll be an interesting thing to watch. I don't expect either one of us to have the answer. I was just kind of curious to see 
uh, based on what you've seen so far, where your head was on it. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out the next year or two. The other thing that I want to talk about, which is, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it actually is going to lead into what our question of the week is, how comfortable we seem to be with technology. And what I want to do, you know, just get an idea, basically. I'm going to start with Freddie, and then I'm going to turn to the audience in the question of the week. But how do you use technology in your in your personal life day to day? And what I mean by that is, where, where is your dependency with regards to, say, PCs, laptops, tablets, smartphones? Of those four, do you have a, a favorite platform, one you're just more comfortable with that you use more than the other? No, I, I think it, I think it's real is really all about what what is it that I'm trying to accomplish and what and what's the best platform to accomplish it. Right. When I travel, I'm, at, I'm actually in the, in the market of right now of actually looking for a new iPad. I want the, you know, the iPad. Is it the pro? You know, the, I think it's like a 12 inch screen. I want the big one, one terabyte that way I can have download all my music all my movies, download all my apps and, and almost essentially guarantee myself uh, that I won't run out of space. The only drawback to that is I'm having a problem paying $2,000. <laughs> I'm having a problem paying that. Um, like my laptop that I'm using now for, for, for this podcast. I really use that just specifically for this podcast and for fantasy football you know when i do the draft and everything like that some people draft from their phones and their ipad i'm not i like to have a, my laptop there bigger screen you know more you know more functionality if you will i'm a little more linear in the sense that i use a particular platform for a particular thing an example i can't watch a youtube video on an iphone for me it's just too small so even people that say hey look at this youtube when it comes to the phone I send it to my email address and watch it from either this desktop, which you can't see, but there's, you know, there's three big screens here or the laptop for entertainment. I watch a lot of movies. Like I'll be outside at night, you know, with a cigar and some cognac and watch a movie. I like the laptop for that. I used to be like Freddie and was doing it on the iPad all the time until I got a, a Dell XPS 13, it's it's sleek, it's slim, it doesn't cause as much as that pro machine he's about to buy. And the picture is amazing. And the sound quality, because I listen on some high-end headphones, it's it's really, really good. So I pretty much only use my laptop for watching movies. Unless I'm on the road, I'll bring it and do some editing. And then for most things, I'm on this desktop machine every every day. I for me, when it comes to the phone, Freddie, uh, it's primarily texting or uh, you know there's an app on there and i'm going to get to this in a second with you but there's a, a one or two apps that i really really like but for the most part it's texting and communicating with people and not much 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 else and what i'm going to do for the audience is i'm going to put something up on the screen now so you guys can see this but this is the average screen time if you don't want to do screen time hit us up we'll tell you how to do it and these are just rough averages between me jr and Freddie. So this is this is what what the daily screen time is for for the three of us. So so as you can see, Freddie and we just took a random week from each of the three of us. 4 hours 42 minutes and his number one thing is entertainment. Now, that particular snapshot that Freddie sent here, it's 25% lower than his normal average. So he's pretty much sitting at about 5 hours and 30 minutes a day. JR is even more. JR is at um 
six hours. And his number one thing is social media. And his was down 13%. So he averages about six and a half hours a day. And if you look at mine, mine's is 27 minutes, minutes a day. So if you ask yourself, guys, what that means, Freddie is on his iPhone 36 hours a week. JR is on his 48 hours a week. And I'm on three hours a week. And it doesn't make one any different than the other. But to Freddie's point, how you use the technology to help you do what you do. I don't, I don't pay as much attention to the phone. So when you look at, for example, like JR's number one thing, social media. I don't know what you're looking at, JR, but it just says social media is what you're doing. Freddie's is entertainment. You know, mine's is, um, is actually, uh, they call it um, creativity. And that's because I do some light video editing with it. So it, the screen time will tell you how much you're using it and such. But for me, when I started reducing the screen time, Freddie, it gave me time back. I found myself, I was just scrolling endlessly a lot of times. And I'm still a social media fan. But if I want to check Twitter, I do it on the machine. If I want to check some other platform, I do it on a bigger machine. And what it's helped me to do is help me to put the phone down. I actually turn my phone off at least once a day. Do you have a favorite app or one that you use more than any other? I would say it would either be uh, Bleacher Report uh, or ESPN. Hey, we need more sponsors. You know, <laughs> Bleacher Report. ESPN. He's not kidding, folks. If you if you look at his screenshot, Bleacher Report is his number one user. You know, you know, oh ESPN. You know, when I need humor, I, I you know I go on TikTok and see some something that's humorous in there. I think I probably scroll on TikTok for like 45 minutes to an hour. I'm split between two. One of them is called Strava, which uh, initially I started using because it, it was designed for people who ride bikes and it and it tracks your, your heart rate, how many calories, how many miles, what the incline of the hills were. I use that a lot. And then the other one is an application called Splice, a video editing tool. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask JR what his favorite app was, but based on the fact that he spends so much time on social media, Facebook. I'm gonna guess Twitter. Facebook or Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna, it's got to be It's got to be one of those. And so that leads to a two-part question that we're going to ask our audience. And hopefully, everybody can weigh weigh in on this one. I know the last couple of weeks they've been pretty specific. Um, number one, what is your average screen time, and what is your favorite app to use on a smartphone? So once again, we get to say safe travels to Freddie, but this time he'll be back before we tape again next week. This makes four weeks in a row. We have said safe travels to Freddie. We are going for the record. To JR, we're saying, hey, man, set the alarm clock. Wake the hell up. Um, when, you, when you're ready to come back, we, we are here. You know what time we take. Um, so if you need a, like a wake-up call from me and Freddie, we're here for you. We're here for you. Hit us up. We can call you 30 minutes before time so you can get your act together. We'd love to see you back here on screen with the rest of us because, you know, you've been gone for a few weeks and, and we miss you. So, um, again, everybody, if you get an opportunity to check out the question of the week, please hit us up on Twitter at 15 Good Minutes or right here on YouTube.com slash 15 Good Minutes. We enjoy bringing this, this to you every week. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. To all our viewers, stay cool. I know in the United States, we're currently going through a heat wave. Texas is ridiculously hot for no damn reason. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Everybody stay cool. We will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>